Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I have been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we are speaking with Sherry Gustafson. Sherry's been in animal welfare for just a little over 10 years. She started as a volunteer dog walker at the MSPCA Nevins Farm and soon after joined their staff and ran the SATF program. After Nevins, she worked at MSPCA Angel, Lowell Humane Society, and Central Animal Hospital before joining Mass Animal Fund as their spay-neuter community liaison. Her favorite part of her job is being able to travel the Commonwealth and collaborate with many different animal welfare groups while working towards a mission of preventing animal homelessness. Sherry, welcome to the show. Thanks, Stacey. So I was just wondering, can you tell me a little bit more detail about how you got started and how you got involved with helping community cats? Sure. Well, I got started in animal welfare about 10 years ago when I happened to wander into the MSPCA Nevins Farm. I was actually looking for a companion for a gerbil I had, and they were really helpful up there. Um, They not only helped me um, pick out a gerbil that would be a suitable companion for my uh, gerbil, but they talked to me a little bit about the programs that they ran, and I had a big interest in joining the team as a dog walker, so I signed up and got in on the very next uh, volunteer orientation and have been hooked in animal welfare since then. Excellent. And I know you currently volunteer quite a bit at the various um, Sunday spaying neuter clinics for feral cats. When did you start doing those? Um, let's see. It's been about five years, I think, now since I've been really involved in a lot of uh, the spay and neuter programs. I try to get out and help with, I, I'm helping with a pit bull uh, spay and neuter clinic this weekend um, down at Angel. But I do try to help out with Commonwealth Cats, with MRFRS Sunday clinics, and even at the ARL Boston clinic sometimes. So it's something I really enjoy to do. Um, like I said, probably five years ago, I started doing that. Um, just really as a fill-in at the MSPCA and loved it. So I've continued since. So you've definitely, you've worked at, you know, several locations or several, you know, facilities over the last, you know, 10 or so years. Did you have a mentor at all in your process of finding out what your interest was? Um, Well, the MSPCA, when I first started up at Nevins, we had a great team then. They really kind of took me under their wing, let me explore all the different areas in animal care there. So like I said, I started as a dog walker. Very soon after that, I started running. um, I joined their staff as part-time. And with that, I started taking on the project of the Small Animal Task Force. So we really took care of a lot of the exotic animals there. It was a team of volunteers. But through that, I got to really focus on education, working with the volunteers, getting more involved in not only the exotic program, but working with the cats and learning a lot more on the medical side as well. So I would say as far as mentors, I really looked towards the people who had been volunteering at the MSPCA for a long time. Uh, There were a lot of volunteers when I jumped on that had been there, you know, over 20 years helping out. So they kind of took me under their wing. Um, And then, you know, we did have, we have the director, Mike Kiley, who's still there. um, And he helped me out a lot as well. Can you tell me a bit more about the position that you're in right now? And, um, and what exactly do you do? 
Sure. So right now I am the spay and neuter community liaison for the Massachusetts Animal Fund. What that job really entitles is running the state voucher program um, under the direction of our program coordinator, Lauren Gilfeather. And really, I process all the no-cost spay and neuter vouchers that go out throughout the state. I work with our veterinary providers to kind of help facilitate, make sure that these vouchers get in, that we get these free services out there to the animals that need it, and work with the animal control officers, and a lot of times really just working directly with the public, too, and letting them know what resources are out there and how to use these free programs that we have. And what is the Mass Animal Fund? So the Massachusetts Animal Fund was created um, back in 2012. So it's run by the Massachusetts Department of Agricultural Resources. And really, it was designed to not only help with spay and neuter efforts in Massachusetts, but to also help train animal control officers. So our main mission is to prevent animal homelessness in Massachusetts. And we do that through the two avenues, one through the no-cost spay and neuter voucher program for cats and dogs. And the second is through animal control officer training. You actually just finished a cycle of animal control officer training. Can you explain a little bit more about what that entails? Sure. So we just finished going all over the Commonwealth um, with our first round of core competency training for animal control officers. So we, for the last 14 weeks, Lauren and I hit the road. Um, we visited um, you know, six different regions throughout Massachusetts. And we had a free class. Um, basically, any all the animal control officers in Massachusetts are mandated to take this course. Um, it starts with the basics, you know, animal handling, um, understanding the Massachusetts laws when it comes to animals, um, you know, how to write reports, communication. And really, it helps us, you know, network with them, try to figure out what new ACOs coming into the field are going to need to know. So it was really a, you know, a good thing to get out there, start create these networks with the animal control officers, let them know what resources are out there that can benefit them as well. And in your role as a liaison and working so closely with the animal control officers, you're obviously sharing or teaching them, showing them how they can request vouchers for spay-neuter support and also provide them with general advice. So if an animal control officer became aware of a feral cat colony and they reached out to you for vouchers, would you be there to help with mentoring them through TNR with the colony? Absolutely. So one of our things that we really try to focus on, our voucher program is designed to help three groups of animals throughout the Commonwealth. So our first priority is make sure that cats or dogs in municipal shelters are spayed and neutered before they leave. Then we do provide vouchers for residents of low income. So we give those to the ACOs to help their community. And then the third group is for feral cats. So TNR cats that can't be adopted through the normal adoption process. So whenever an ACO calls us and tells us that they are dealing with outdoor community cats, we go through the process with them to how to determine if these are adoptable cats, if these are cats that really would benefit from a TNR effort in their community. And if they don't have the resources to do the TNR themselves, we hook them up with other groups, um, with other animal control officers that maybe have done it in the past so they can learn um, what is involved in TNR. So in general, the department, obviously, based on their ability to issue vouchers, is um, supportive of trap, neuter, return. Absolutely. 
One other thing that the department is responsible for, obviously, is they're very involved with with rabies and rabies vaccinations. And there was an event out in Western Massachusetts that you participated in a few weeks ago. Would you like to to share with us that story? Sure. That was um, a project that we took on. Basically, we went out to North Adams. Um, North Adams did have a recent case where a cat that was part of a colony did test positive for rabies. So when that happened, we were talking very closely with the animal control officer out there and with the shelter rescue um, groups out there to try to make sure that we address the situation and try to prevent any more cases of rabies from happening. So it was a real big collaborative effort that we did with the rescue groups and with the animal control officer. We did also bring in some expertise from other areas of Massachusetts as well. We brought in another animal control officer who had done a lot of TNR. She went out to help us trap. We did bring in a mobile spay and neuter unit from North Brookfield. We had Second Chance came out and helped us. But through a big collaboration of all these groups, we were able to help um, over 270 cats and dogs in one weekend, which was really great to see. For the cats that and dogs that were not already spayed and neutered, you issued vouchers for those animals? Yep, we issued over 100 vouchers to cats and dogs in that community so that they could utilize that free spay and neuter and vaccination certificate. So we were able to do uh, 50 spay and neuters that first weekend. We are planning on going back out, doing a follow-up weekend, and we're hoping to do another 50 um, on that weekend as well. But the ones that aren't going to be done um, when we do have the mobile units out there, we do have local veterinary offices that are also accepting the vouchers. Um, so they're going to be taking care of all those animals, um, the cats and dogs that we aren't able to get on the mobile units. So that the way the vouchers work, they work with private veterinarians as well as the nonprofit high volume spay neuter clinics. You work with, with both combinations, right? Yes, we have both private practice vets and we do have large volume spay and neuter vets on board as well. Basically, any licensed vet in Massachusetts can sign up to be a Mass Animal Fund provider. Um, The process is actually really simple. They just need to contact us. Um, We walk them through what initial paperwork we need, which is usually just a resume and um, a couple of phone numbers for a reference and a copy of their license. And once we get that, we send them out a contract that they can look over that goes over our reimbursement rate so we can get them on board. As soon as they have signed the contract, then they're good to go as far as accepting the Mass Animal Fund vouchers, and they can really help to help with the spay and neuter effort across the state that way. And now let's take a moment to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Ready to make a big difference for cats in your community? We've got an exciting opportunity that can jumpstart your efforts. The Community Cats Podcast has launched Community Cats Grants, When you qualify for this innovative program, you'll gain valuable knowledge about how to raise funds for your spay-neuter efforts. Plus, we'll match the funds you raise up to $1,000, doubling your ability to make a difference for cats. Fundraising doesn't have to be scary. We'll be with you every step of the way. Check it out. You can find all of the details on the Community Cats podcast website under our education menu. Let's join forces to make the world a better place for community cats. Are there certain areas of the state that you're specifically looking to recruit more veterinarians to be part of the program? Absolutely. So right now, looking at where 
the most requests for vouchers are coming from. We really would love to add more providers um, in the South Shore area of Massachusetts. So that's one area that I'm hoping uh, to get out to in the next couple of months. Um, you know, go out, talk with the veterinarians one-on-one, talk with the rescue groups, see who they're using, recruit more providers out in that area to help meet the demand. The other is out in the western part of the state. So and we are looking for more providers out there as well. So we slowly started building up our provider list right now we have about 39 providers across the Commonwealth, but we're hoping to get, you know, double that number by the end of next year. So the Mass Animal Fund, how's the money raised for that? So we're almost completely funded by people who make voluntary donations on line 32F of the Massachusetts Resident Income Tax Form. So we get 99% uh, percent of our funding through people donating um, on their tax tax return. So that's really where the majority of our funding comes from. What a lot of people don't know is they can donate to us all year round. We do have a donate now button right on our website. So if they want to not wait until that tax season and put in a donation, especially now to help with the community cats out there, they can go ahead and do that anytime during the year. We also do take checks in as donations, but that's really our main avenues of funding right now. We are looking to increase funding for the program to meet the demands. We're looking at what other states are doing as possibilities, but right now it all comes from the tax checkoff. At this point in time, would you say your greatest challenge is the lack of funding for the program? Yeah, I would say that's definitely our biggest challenge right now. So we do know the demand in Massachusetts is great for this type of program. Last year, we were able to help over 5,000 animals across the state because we had been building up funds in the program for three years prior. This year, we're probably um, going to end up helping a little over 1,100. So that's where our funding level is each year. The only reason we were able to help so many last year is because of that buildup from three previous years. But we're hoping to find different funding avenues and different long-term solutions to make us be able to meet that 5,000 voucher request a year. So that's sort of a, an objective or a goal that, that you have, you and Lauren have for the program. Absolutely. Yeah, we definitely know the demand out there in Massachusetts, and we want to find funding sources to meet that demand and continue to expand what we can do as well. The Mass Animal Fund also has an emergency component for if an organization comes up with a hoarding situation that's done on a case-by-case basis. Is that correct? Yep. So the way that is determined is basically we do put money aside. So we do put a percentage of the donations aside to be able to assist in emergency cases. So what those cases can be, they can be hoarding cases in North Adams. Um, that was considered part of a, an emergency case um, due to disease, potential disease outbreak. We really kind of put that in there so we can assist ACOs when they do get um, a larger matter than just one or two cats. We do get get quite a few requests from that emergency fund, but we are able to meet a lot of them, if not the entire case, at least be able to help and provide some assistance. So that is there. Um, that is also available, you know, for rescuers and shelter groups. If they get overwhelmed with a hoarding case, they should contact us and see if we're able to assist in any way. Based on your experience in, in meeting all the ACOs or talking to them all across the state of Massachusetts, do you get a sense of areas of the state that are maybe more more feral friendly than other parts of the state? Or do people seem to be receptive to um, TNR as long as it's sort of explained correctly? 
Um, I'm actually really excited about how TNR is being viewed across the state right now. From where I started 10 years ago to now, I've definitely seen a big shift into more communities being open to TNR efforts. I was really excited after completing the animal control officer training over the last few months that we were doing it um, on how many animal control officers were interested in doing more with cats in their communities and to do more with community cats. So I, I think it's definitely... Definitely, Massachusetts is really doing a good job getting the TNR education part out there. And I think it's just a matter of we need to get funding and resources to keep up with the demand of how many cats we're seeing TNR throughout the state and to continue to do it so those numbers start dropping. Is it the South Shore in Massachusetts and West that uh, that North Adams area in Western Mass where you're you're also seeing the greatest number of requests for vouchers, or is that just because you don't have that many providers in those areas? For overall vouchers, we're definitely seeing a large number coming in from the South Shore. We do see a lot of voucher requests coming in from Central Mass. Central Mass areas, they do have a little bit of an advantage because they have a few really high-volume spay and neuter providers out there that are able to keep up the demand. So there is the Dakin Humane Society, their Second Chance, which also does high-volume spay and neuter, and even Tufts um, University, which does high-volume. So they have a little bit of an advantage there. The reason we get so many voucher requests out from Western Mass and the South Shores because their resources, I think, are a little bit more limited than other areas in the state. But we are getting voucher requests for owned animals from those areas as well as ferals. So we're seeing a lot more ACOs in those areas trying to do more with TNR efforts and trying to help more community cats. I think this is uh, so interesting. I mean, we're having a pretty strategic conversation today. But yet, I think it's important for everybody to take a look at their state or a part of their state, maybe it's their county, and really understand sort of where the sort of strengths and weaknesses are, where, you know, more capacity needs to be built up in a certain area, really being able to sort of understand the the numbers uh, and the needs uh, for community cats. And so while today Sherry and I are having sort of this very strategic talk, I think it's important to take that step back and look at things so that you can have a better and bigger picture of how the uh, situation is looking for community cats across the state. Um, Sherry, if people are interested in finding out more about the Mass Animal Fund, if they'd like to donate to the Mass Animal Fund, or if they'd like to reach out to you, if they have questions about how the fund got started, how they could try and do this in their own state, how would they find you? So we do have a website. Um, all they have to do is go to massanimalfund.com. So our website does give them a lot of information, an overview of the program, how people can donate. You can donate directly on that Mass Animal Fund website. It also gives you links to finding out more about what we're doing with animal control officer training. You know, it also will tell you if you are someone who is looking for assistance through the Spay and Neuter Voucher Program, how you go about doing that. And we do try to provide resources for animal control officers as well as far as different educational opportunities through other groups as well, not only through our program. So all of that is on our website. If you go on the website and can't find what you're looking for, you are always welcome to call us. So they can always reach me at 617-626-1740. They can do that or they can find us on Facebook and we will answer questions that way as well. Sherry, is there anything else you'd like to share with us, uh, with our listeners before we go today? 
If you're interested in doing more with Community Cats, if your area is someone that's just beginning to start the TNR program in your area, I would definitely recommend reaching out to us, letting us know. If you need assistance, we can try to you know assist you in any way we can. And if we can't provide assistance at that time, we can definitely hook you up with other groups in the area that are doing TNR and really help get you started in the process. Sherry, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show, and I hope we'll have you on in the future. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you for listening to the Community Cats podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and leave a review of the show. It will help spread the word to help more community cats. 